Hey everyone, I am Oliver Manalise. You are listening to episode two of the Oliver Manalise Show. First of all, I want to thank you so much for listening. You are maybe driving or working out or doing the dishes while you're listening to this. And I just want to let you know I really appreciate you for taking the time to find out who the heck is this guy, what's he talking about, and what's this show all about. Maybe you listened to the first episode, and if you haven't, I suggest you go and take a listen. Just to give you a little bit of a background, that was a random fall afternoon. My girlfriend Janet was out, I think she was practicing yoga or or teaching or something like that, and I just felt compelled to make a recording and share a little bit about my story and in particular my rock bottom story and I felt like I was really insecure about it because I felt like it was pretty vulnerable so I put it on the shelf for about four weeks until two of my friends slash clients somehow dug it out of me that I had this recording and they just ripped on me they just really really turned the tables on me and called me out One of them actually said, I'm not going to listen to this until you publish this as a podcast. And the other one said he would hold out on his feedback, who he actually listened to it. And he said, I'm not going to tell you my feedback until you actually publish the podcast. And actually, two minutes later, he he gave up for some reason. He, He said he enjoyed it. He said he got value from it. And he really pushed me to turn this into something. And I, and I didn't even know what it was going to be. So that first episode shares a little bit about my breakdown story. And I, I listened to it for the first time after having published it. I never listened to it. I edited the beginning and the end. And then I went and listened to it just the other day. And I have a couple of thoughts on it. Uh, and obviously I totally am judging myself about it because of the way it was delivered. And I'm just not, I'm just, I'm going to try and not get too bogged down about it and just move forward because I'm really excited about this show. But with that in mind, I wanted to get into maybe a little bit about what happened after, because what I noticed is I just completely went off the cuff and I just ranted away near the end and the story kind of ended abruptly. So let's see if we can go back and go back to the moment where I was feeling energized. I was feeling resourceful. I was feeling like I was I was powerful regardless of what my circumstances were. And this was because I was having a daily practice of well-being. I had this checklist handed to me from one of my coaches, and it's a tool where you measure 10 practices every single day that give you a sense of well-being because success is some point in the future and you have no idea if that's going to happen. And happiness, it's usually tied to an event that you have no control over. I mean, the definition is happenstance, so you have no control over that. But well-being, you can do those things. You can practice those things that give you a sense of well-being today. And so I was doing that and very poorly in the beginning. I was only doing maybe two or three things a day. And then it just slowly climbed. It slowly climbed. I was still dead broke and still 
feeling really crappy, but these practices started to really take hold. I started to get a little bit of momentum and I started to get, you know, eight, nine, ten things done every single day from this checklist. And I was feeling more energetic and feeling more resourceful, like I was saying. And I got those opportunities that I talked about. I I had my real estate license, which, which by the way, was just a random thing that I had. I, I had my real estate license in particular just because of my real estate investment company. It wasn't to help people buy or sell property, which I never really did. I only went and did investment property. But I had it. It was there. And somehow... People just started ringing me to to list their house or buy a house or have their their parents sell their house through me or whatever it was, and literally within a short period of time, I I think it was like two months, six six to eight weeks, and I tied up at least maybe fifty thousand dollars worth of real estate commission. Like these properties were closed, they were going to be sold soon, they were going to be you know the, the people were going to be moving and whatever, but I had you know in transit about $50,000 coming my way within a short period of time that just blew my mind. I never made that much money in such a short period of time. And I truly believe it was because of the well-being checklist. It was because I was taking care of myself and I was feeling resourceful and feeling energetic and, and present for the people who needed my services, who wanted to work with me. And so along this period of time, the money is still in transit because if you've ever purchase real estate, it takes a little bit of time for the properties to close and a little bit of time before you get your, your paycheck. But I'm starting to feel good now. This is like end of July. So the breakdown happened around April and then this is end of July now. And something inside of me is just like, man, I really need to see Philip, Philip McKernan, who's one of my coaches, one of my mentors. And I just had this urge. I was just like, I'm going to go fly to him. I'm going to go see him. I'm going to go look for him. I have no idea why, but I just had this urge to just go spend some time with him, especially because I'm kind of on this upturn in my life where things are transforming. I'm reinventing myself. My whole life is taking a new direction. And I don't know what I want to do next. I didn't think that I was going to build a real estate sales business as a realtor, but you know, I wanted some clarity and, and I knew he would be a powerful guide to, to offer some clarity. And not even three days later, I get an email in my inbox and it's an invitation to go to Ireland, an Irish retreat called Brave Soul with Philip McKernan. And that just blows my mind because I was like, I was just thinking about this guy and there's a spot open and I said, yes, I just said, yes, this spot is mine. And when I looked at the email, it was like three weeks away. The retreat was going to be in like three or four weeks away from that point. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And somehow things worked out. I just trusted that this is what I needed to do. I needed to lock up my spot. They gave it to me and here I was. Now I'm on my way to go to Ireland on this retreat so I can go discover myself, go find myself. And I was super excited about it. I was also super nervous because I don't know when these paychecks were going to finally land in my bank account. And, uh, you know, thankfully I got, I had, I have such an amazing family. I have a lot of support for my family and they helped me out during this time. 
financially and also with hooking me up with a flight. I had no idea at the time. I was probably too consumed with all the crap that was happening in my life to even think of the resources that were around me. My cousin works for uh, an, an airline. I won't say the name of it, but he hooked me up with a buddy pass. And if you don't know what a buddy pass is, it's like your friend or family member works for the airline and they, and they give you this ridiculous deal uh, to go fly and, and go fly with their company essentially. And so I'm at the airport. I have my bags and I'm waiting for a, a spot on the on the flight, and I have no idea if they're going to even give me a ticket because you're essentially flying on standby. And then they call my name, and they tell me we have a ticket for you. I'm like, great, awesome. So I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be on this trip. So luckily, I set up a couple of days before the retreat started, just in case something some hiccups happened, and I, I wanted some time to chill by myself in in Dublin as well. But I get my ticket, and it was like. 3a or something like that it's like right at the front of the airplane which is business class and it says right on the ticket business class and i'm like what like i've never flown business class i go take a seat there's so much leg room these seats are super comfortable and there's so much room and i was just like what the hell like a couple of months ago i was dead broke and here i am i'm flying business class on this trip this is crazy and then to top it all off, the flight attendant comes up and she's like with a tray of orange juice and champagne, like individual glasses. And she's like, would you like some champagne or orange juice before we take off? And I'm like, I'll take both, please. So I took both. And it was just, it was an epic flight. I just could not believe that how well uh, everything worked out up until that point. And I just remember feeling so rested. I was just like, wow, yeah, business class first class it really hooks you up especially if you're flying across the ocean for a couple of hours i was so damn grateful and that flight it cost me like 140 dollars to fly to ireland and i was in business class because of my cousin thank you man if you're listening to this so i land in dublin in the airport and i forgot to mention i didn't have any plans i had no idea what i was going to do next i had no place to stay I had never even seen a map of Dublin. So it was just, I was just like, I wanted to go on an adventure. Like I said in the the first episode, I did not give myself this gift that I've been craving for so long. Wanting to go travel the world or go on a solo trip and experience things in a completely new way and gain a fresh perspective. So I just landed in dublin with like three or four days on my own and had no idea where i was going to stay what i was going to do and what even what i was getting myself into essentially i just had these two bags 15 pounds of stuff with me and i took a bus to dublin and by this point i was getting a little antsy a little nervous because i i don't know i just felt maybe homesick or anxious or something like that and the first thing i did was go to starbucks because i'm like okay something familiar (laughs) something that i recognize and then go log onto their wi-fi and go onto facebook those are the first things i do when i get to this country and i i I just remember i just needed to ground myself in something that was really really familiar and it really did help but i remember philip he he 
comments on my post on Facebook because I just said, I'm like, hey, I'm in Dublin. And the first thing I did was get Wi-Fi and Starbucks and check in on Facebook. And he was just like, man, somebody needs to talk to you about how to travel and how to experience the world. And I just laughed to myself and I just turned my thing off and I just went for a walk and found some something to eat. So I'm eating some breakfast and I have a map finally of Dublin and I'm starting to like put some marks over where I need to walk to these hostels that I'm going to go check out and see if there's places to stay or uh, if I like the areas or whatever it was. And once I wrap things up and I'm going to head over to that first hostel, I see a woman, really familiar looking woman. I'm like, hey, that woman looks familiar. And she's with these two kids, a boy and a girl. And then I see these bright ass red shoes and I look up and it's Philip. Literally, I was in Dublin for four hours and the man I'm going to be spending a week with is right in front of me in a random street, in a random city in the world. And we just chat and he's like pointing out how ridiculous I look because I look like I'm going to the gym because I'm barely bringing, I barely brought anything with me on this trip. I wanted to pack super, super light. But yeah, we just laughed at the synchronicity of us bumping into each other. And uh, eventually I went and I went about my way and found a place to stay. And I just went and completely relaxed. I didn't do any uh, touristy things for those first couple of days because I just wanted to experience what it was to just slow down and be in another country and just kind of like relish in it all. And so by this point, I think it was like maybe three days in and the retreat was about to start. But that money that I was waiting for, I log into my bank account on my phone on the app and I see the first paycheck jump in. And it was over $30,000 dropped into my bank account all at once. That just blew my mind. And can I tell you, the relief that I felt after having no money come in for about eight months, it was for a moment. The relief was for a moment. I felt so good. And then all of a sudden I'm just like, wow, that's it. That's all. That's all I feel. I thought, I thought I would, I would be superhuman. I thought I would be indestructible once, you know, everything started to work out and turn and, and come my way. But I had this realization that for the rest of my life, I will have, I will have breakdowns. I will have breakthroughs. There, and there, were, there will be financial breakdowns and breakthroughs and money will come and money will go. And I realized that, yeah, no matter how much comes into my bank account, like that's not going to solve the, the hole that was in my soul. Like it's not going to fill in that gap for me. And I had all of the paychecks start coming in while I was on this retreat, which was great. So I had all that money coming in and... No, like, don't get me wrong. I felt grateful for it. I felt um, a, a huge sense of relief from it, but I realized not to tie my self-worth or my identity to how much money I can make and how much money is in my bank account, but to actually just live in the experience that I was in at that time. So I go on this retreat and it's about a week And if you want to go look it up, it's called Brave Soul. I think it's irishretreat.com, but go to the show notes for the link. And it was just an epic adventure. I literally, I went in, there was about 16 or 17 of us. And I went in thinking that I was going to 
figure out what was my career path, which I did afterwards. But what I really got was how much I needed to reinvent my relationship with myself and how much pain and hurt I had around my relationship with my family. I just felt so distant. I felt like my family didn't know me. I felt like I was trying so hard to be successful so that I can be like a savior for my family, to be the one who solved all of their problems. And that led that led to so many discoveries. Just the conversations were incredible. We went on these beautiful hikes and these adventures and it was just so so deep. And I think about those those days literally almost every day. I talk about that retreat all the time to people and I can't re- recommend Philip McKernan's retreats and experiences enough. So I went in for what I wanted, but I walked out with exactly what I needed, which is look at your life, look at how you're interacting with the people around you, with the people that care about you and look at how you feel about these people. Cause there was built up resentment and anger and these memories of, of pain. And it just, it, it showed me how I was doing so many things to get back at my parents like distancing myself from them, not letting them in, not sharing stuff with them about my life. It was a way for me to get back at them. And this whole week really just allowed, it was an atmosphere that allowed for me to just notice that this was something that I was doing and that I needed to check in with it. So after that retreat, I went on this just ridiculous adventure, which I, I, I will get into at some point. But I went on an adventure afterwards. I traveled uh, throughout Ireland. I went on a road trip. I met some incredible people. I went to Italy on that same trip. And I went home and I went to, you know, I went, went home for like two weeks. And I went to Trinidad and Tobago and Dominican and California. Like I went and traveled like crazy and used that buddy pass. Like there was no tomorrow because... It's like I just had all this built up um, excitement to go to go travel and experience the world. But some really incredible things happened. The moment that I landed back in Canada from that Ireland and Italy trip, I came back and I was clear. I was so, so clear. The first thing was I wanted to become self-reliant and independent. I was living with my parents at that time. And it was so many years I've wanted to move out on my own. And again, I was seduced by staying home and having things taken care of and not having money stresses. But I was just like, no, it's time. Like, it's time for me to go and figure things out and strike out on my own. And I'm going to move out. And I moved out pretty late. I was like 26, 27 years old. And that was the first decision that I made. So I moved out uh, the January after, which was a few months later. The next thing I decided was I'm going to become a yoga teacher, which was crazy because I had no desire to become a yoga teacher. I was just like, I'm going to do the training because I want to deepen my practice. And it it supported me in transforming my life uh, during my breakdown. And I just know that it's such a powerful thing in my life somehow that I'm going to go and explore and invest in 200 hour training uh, for my yoga teacher training. 
the next thing I did was I committed to launching my career as a coach. And that kind of, it, it almost feels like it came out of nowhere, but it didn't. Because about two years before this moment that I declared myself as a coach and I was taking paying clients, I had my real estate investment business and I reached out to people on Facebook and I said, hey guys, I quit my, I, I was able to create an income for myself and not rely on a nine to five ever again because of my real estate investment company. And I would love the opportunity to, to train somebody in exactly what I've done and, and have them duplicate what I've learned. And I had someone do that. I coached somebody one-on-one and I had this beautiful experience with him. And within a few short weeks, he, he did his first deal. And then within 12 months, he quit a high paying banking, banking job. So he can be a full-time real estate investor, a full-time entrepreneur. And that was an incredible feeling to be able to just, to support somebody and be a catalyst in their transformation and their growth. That blew my mind. And what's even crazier is that I thought that was my first ever mentoring and coaching experience. But a few months before that, I had coffee with a friend of mine from university. And it wasn't until literally a couple of months ago that he brought this up with me that we, that we got back in touch. But he said, Oliver, we had coffee. And during that time, I was just playing poker and I was screwing around online. And I had this one investment property, not knowing what I was going to do with it. And I was just pretty much basically doing nothing. And you said, you sat down with me and you invited me to explore this idea of get into sales. I suggested to him that if you want to become an entrepreneur, you want to create something of your own then go explore a sales job. Learn how to sell. That's going to be the most important skill. And he said he completely ran with that afterwards. And we, com- we just lost touch after that moment, but he ran with it. And what he did was he searched Google, sales jobs, Toronto. And literally the first link for, for a job, he clicked on it. He applied. He interviewed. He, did, he got the job. And he became a successful salesperson for this company. Okay. And then not only that, what happened was this company, it was a North American company. So they operate in Canada and the U S and they got sold to another company. And when they got sold, he was just like, you know what? Screw this. Let's start our own company doing what we do here, but we'll do it ourselves. And him and I think it was two other people went off and started their own company. And and I think it's like three years later, there's 20 employees and they're making mid seven figures now. And he says, if it wasn't for that coffee, if it wasn't for that conversation, none of this would have happened. He says in a really weird way, this was all you. And that blew my freaking mind hearing that a couple of months ago. And so that was actually my first coaching conversation. So this wasn't new. And also being in that breakdown and actually having been coached by Hans Phillips, by Philip McKernan and going through these experiences and using these tools to actually break through my own breakdown. I was just like, man, this stuff is powerful. Like reinventing your life is so, so powerful. I am going to 
do this. I'm going to support people in doing this. I'm so confident that I can do this. And I did. And so that is, that was like the, the impetus of where I am today. It led to the path where I am today, where now I am supporting people in what I call aligned reinvention. And it's been a journey. It's been a long journey, which I will probably share more about at some point about how the, how it proceeded after that. But I started taking coaching clients and eventually I quit real estate, my, my real estate license. And I started teaching more yoga, you know, as a way to make some money. And then eventually I let go of a lot of the yoga teaching. So now I can be a full-time coach, a breakthrough coach. And I work with entrepreneurs, creatives, leaders in their next reinvention, essentially learning to let go of what no longer works so that they can make room for what's next, their next opportunity, their next breakthrough and creating more alignment. So having their life be more of a a reflection of what's what their truth is, because what would happen if you were actually in harmony with your truth in harmony with your essence? I believe that when you're in harmony with yourself, you're in greater harmony with life itself. You're in greater harmony with the universe. And that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years, since 2012 officially. And I've worked with all kinds of people. And it's just been an exciting journey supporting people in, in this way. And which brings us to, to now. So we'll just quickly fast forward and we'll get to where we are now. I know, again, I'll probably fill in the gaps at some point, but this show, that's I feel like I needed to sh- complete that story in a way so that you have a little bit more context of who I am and where this all came from. But also, what is this show all about? What is it going to be about? So just to let you know, I've already record- recorded a bunch of interviews with coaches, entrepreneurs, leaders, creatives, and... This is my idea. My idea is have conversations with people and people who are powerful, people who are looked up to, people that we admire and and might be someone that you don't know, but these are people who have mastery in their own in their own right, in their own areas. And my job as an interviewer during the interview episodes is to ground them in reality, to humanize them. I feel like we are so inundated with the highlight reel of Facebook. I mean, we know it's not real. We know that we're only seeing all the great stuff that's happening in people's lives, but that's not what happens subconsciously as we're just automatically scrolling. We're, you know, I was a happy hater. So when I was in my breakdown, I was a complete happy hater. I didn't like seeing people be successful and, and, and accomplishing their goals and living their dreams. When I was in my rock bottom, it was awful. I was a complete happy hater. And what happens subconsciously is that we're scrolling through and we're just like, wow, how come everyone's life is so great? Mine's not great. Mine's not happening in this velocity as everybody else. Am I the only one? So I want to really dispel that. I want that to, I want to destroy that paradigm by having a behind the scenes look at some people's lives who we might look at as super powerful people that we admire and look up to and look at what is their breakdown story. 
what are the failures in their story? And I'm so, so excited about them. I just listened to an episode, the one that's going to be next, and episode three, that's going to be with Hans Phillips. And I was moved. And Adele has this quote where she says, if it doesn't move me, how is it going to move other people? So that's how she writes her songs. And I'm listening to this interview. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad that this moves me. Like I'm actually engaged but it gets raw, it gets real, it gets so vulnerable. And what we do is we try and connect the dots. We try and look at what were those moments of truth, those rock bottoms, those turning points in your life, and how did you break through them? And how has that led to where you are today? So I feel like maybe this is a conversation you might be interested in listening to. Other people might be listening, uh, might be interested in that as well. I know I'm super interested in that. So that's the direction that we're going in for this first season, for this first installment of the show. So you can look for the next couple of weeks, some great interviews coming up. Uh, People like Hans Phillips, who is my coach, and people like Philip McKernan, who was the, the leader and the guide for that Brave Soul Ireland retreat, and so many more just incredible, powerful people. And I think... I I think you're going to love it. I am so grateful that I was pushed and catalyzed to make this podcast happen. And I'm honored that you are here listening and absorbing and open to what, what this show is going to be about. Look out for some solo episodes in between as well. Uh, where I share some stories, where I share some lessons or, or whatever it is that I, that I believe will support you in creating more power and possibility in your life. And yeah, that's it. If you get, if you got value from this podcast, I would love for you to share a couple of words on iTunes, create a review, give us a rating. It would be so, so good for us to just build a little bit of momentum to get some, to to garner some of your support would mean the world to me, especially if you leave one of these episodes thinking like, wow, more people need to experience this because I'll tell you when you listen to some of these stories, listen to some of these stories, you're going to be like, wow, them too. You're going to realize that struggle and challenge and failure and getting knocked down is universal. We all go through it. And you can be super successful, you can or whatever that means and still have your own struggles. So I feel like it can be a very powerful conversation that we can all share and contribute to by, you know, having the show be recognized and be noticed. So that would mean the world to me. Hit subscribe, create a review, rank it, you know, rate it, um, share it on Facebook, share it with social media or whatever it is. That's all I ask. I, it would be, it would be my honor for you to share this and spread the word. So that is it. That is all I have to say. If you want some more information about me and the work that I do as a coach, you can go to olivermanalise.com. You can find me. I'm very active on Facebook. So facebook.com slash Oliver Manalise. If you have anything that you want to discuss with me uh, or points or insights or questions that you want me to address in in the show or or just have feedback, feel free to 
email me at podcast at olivermanalise.com. That is it. I am so excited to be with you every single week for the next couple of weeks. We'll see where this goes. This is an absolute experiment, but it's a joy to do. And yeah, that's it. I am Oliver Manalise. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you.